starting hi got our intro Can you hear me? so good yeah totally <laughs> for the record i started i think i pressed play way before you so when it's time to yeah i'll that. check in yeah that intro is <laughs> phenomenal i don't think we talk about it enough but um james like chopped and screwed <laughs> the uh the uh, intro like we we had our first like podcast and then we were like okay that song is perfect and then we sort of like changed it a little bit right because of like copyright yeah. mixed with just like what sounded like a launch pad yeah so good james knows how to edit music yeah call me dj whelan that's w-h-e l-e-n we love that last name um what's new it's so it's been a while um it's been like three weeks maybe even more (laughs) yeah it's been nearly a month which is crazy everything's different now i'm in a new place which is funny because i'm recording in the old place still because our new place doesn't have wi-fi um i'm a year older and what else i just feel like well moving is just so monumentous oh i'm second vaccinated okay so, okay yeah yeah everyone wants because that was the last episode right it was the first vaccination so you got the second one yeah. did it affect you at all physically because i know some people right they were like hit by a train others were fine yeah okay, i yeah, have an insane I like, one second i have an insane there's some it sounds like they're right outside my window like uh backing like up weed whacking or whatever oh mm-hmm. okay it stopped um that, that can be like right you sometimes like lower those things in the background i can totally hear it yeah or should we just stop what do you think mm, it's not that bad i can probably lower it okay cool all right so yes give us the uh is there can you close that balcony for... behind you yeah but the thing is i have one window that i can never close <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's literally like slanted open and like held up with like a uh, a piece of wood that's like and it's all outside and then if, if I were to take the wood away that would mean scaling like the side of my building like it just doesn't make sense <laughs> so I did close the balcony it is a little bit less but it's actually not um <laughs> where is he um riveting oh I see where he is I think he's oh then also if I close the door it doesn't even matter because it's not a wall it's just a <laughs> i can't wait till you come here and see this place but it's funny how it's like it has like that loft vibe so it's like it's actually one big room but there's like uh, a door separation but the the by the roof like by the ceiling there's just like a big space you know what i'm saying so it almost yeah, feels yeah. like a like a set of like a, a playhouse set like a, <laughs> like a fake wall that like rolls around okay yeah well i think it'll be okay it sounds like he's getting farther away. Um, okay, yeah, second facts. I want to hear all about this. Second facts. So, yeah, I think you were in uh, HANA when I got vaccinated because it was like, I feel like I didn't talk to you too much about how crazy it was, but basically Chris and I got vaccinated at, or we got our shot at 12.30 p.m., so just after mm-hmm. noon, and the woman was like, it'll probably hit in like 12 hours if it does, don't you know, mm. don't worry about it. You'll probably start feeling sick in your sleep at this time. Mm. I, it was crazy because Chris and I sort of started getting loopy around 9.30, but we were just so tired. And then I started getting this feeling that my feet were hurting. And it was so mm. weird because we were putting, we were, we had also sort of, we had moved the day before you guys. So <laughs> we had started yeah. the moving process the day before. So I, we were putting away things in the kitchen and I was like, I need to sit down. My feet hurt. And then mm. all of a sudden it was like body aches. Like it, my feet were like body aching. And then I got, mm. a f- just started getting chills. 
and then I relocated to bed and it and then Chris like fell asleep immediately I was up for like like a full hour unable to move with chills wow and Chris was totally asleep and I kept thinking he would wake up and I could like ask him <laughs> to like turn the light off or like get me water but he was like fully like sick sick asleep you know and you like totally black out when you're sick yeah so he had those symptoms too like you guys had to share well no it was mostly me it was mostly Mm. me so he woke up and he had to go to do a scout which was crazy um and i just was absolutely completely knocked out and had terrible fever fever dreams the entire Mm. next day i was sick and what i realized when it was happening that is the craziest part of it to me is your body and your mind normally have time to process this this moment where it's like mm. I'm getting body aches, I'm kind of chilly, my nose is getting mm. runny. It was an escalation of five minutes. Like it was like zero to one hundred, you know, it was fast mm. and furious. So when I came out of it, at one point I finally woke up um and I had taken an Advil and I woke up and my fever had broken and I sort of felt better. And it just felt like a trip because it just felt Mm. like my brain was sort of finally processing like, okay, we're in it for like this time. We're going to be sick. You know, you're going to get through it. And then all of a sudden my body was like, okay, we're good. Back it out. So this was, what was the time frame on this? Like within a day? It was, well, it was 36 hours until I was totally feeling normal. But basically it was like 24 hours right after getting the vaccine, 25, Mm. when I was finally feeling physically a little better. But I did mm. not feel myself until the next day because it was like I was then my body was just fucking exhausted. Mm. I didn't feel like fully sick, but it was just like my body was and my mind was so confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been hearing about, you know, like women being more affected than men <clears throat> physically. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So and that's because this interesting thing with our immune immune system in, in general, which is why we most women are the ones that have autoimmune disorders because we just have more active immune systems hmm. so i was kind of expecting this to be okay but i know yeah. we're just givers we're just <laughs> yeah we're just freaking <laughs> yeah but it was crazy and we also when we arrived in lancaster once again we had to wait in line for an hour which i wasn't expecting wow. I was yeah like, i was gonna ask about that i was like i'm thinking of the old story with like the line and the people with the blankets and like was it a repeat or was it easier like well we when we came back we had an appointment and so i sort of felt like oh we'd have an appointment and it would be pretty quick but mm. we got there and there was this huge line down the side of the building same as before and we went up to the front and we were like, oh, we have an appointment because last time we were there, it was like we saw people with appointments going in. So we thought it was like that line was the vaccine people, first vax. Mm. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, second vax all the way to the back of the line. And I just literally was mm. so bratty. I to Chris, I was like, I didn't know it was going to be this long. Did you know? And he was like, I kind of thought we might have to wait. <laughs> and I was like, I would have brought a book. I would have brought gum. Like I would have brought water. Yeah, there's definitely, like, an implication that, like, the second vax is, like, oh, get her in here, like. <laughs> and it feels like, you know, you have, I, you know, it's, like, I had an appointment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now I feel that. It's funny that but as It was only older, an hour. Realize... It was only an hour of waiting. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're, like, not half-vaxxed anymore. I know. And I think this is the second, I think as of this week, I'm fully good to go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, after this week, I'm good to go. Bring it on. I love that meme that was going around that was, um, it was like a photo of from Toy Story, like the yeah. Sid from Toy Story, like all his like weird inventions where he'd combine like a doll head with like a like spider or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. it was like everyone walking around half vaxxed. I was like, that's probably how it felt. <laughs> It's so funny. funny. Well, congrats on doing the damn thing. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I mean, don't let my story be a uh, a reason not to get vaxxed. Like, I'm so happy that I got vaccinated. And um, if anyone wants to ask me about science, I'm just (laughs) so over the the fake, the fake. It's like what we talk about with like media literacy, where it's like. I see these fake like vaccine things where you just see mm-hmm. a quote and it's like there's no source cited. We learned that in like elementary school when we're doing a book report. You have to cite sources, otherwise, where is that oh, information coming from? Um, oh, I don't it's know. So I don't want it's g- with everything. It's with everything. But no, I agree. Like yeah. the vax, if it's not like vax, it's like other shit. But like, yeah, people will sometimes people even cite like Twitter. Like it would be like a Twitter doctor. I don't even know who he is, and they'll be like, he said this, and it's like. Well, you know, you could be a doctor and a conspiracy theorist. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Like, I just don't believe in. I don't believe in any of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's that thing going around about the periods, right? I had a friend that was like obsessed with debunking it. Wait, what? Um, I had a friend that was like obsessed with debunking the period thing because a lot of women were experiencing a change in their menstrual cycle during it, mm. and they were saying it was the vaccine. And then I had a friend who's like an herbalist, and she was like, "No, she was like, even when you get the flu, your menstruation can change." Like. Mm -hmm. Um, for, you know, people with uteruses, the uterus is actually part of our immune systems. And so Mm -hmm. they are subject to change no matter what, like any kind of immune, like, response. Um, But people, of course, were making it sound like the COVID vaccine was, like, the bringer of this this stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's strange. And I think what's so interesting is, like, now being here on Maui where everyone is, like, very, very hippie, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's wild, <laughs> like, I really, like, cannot believe it, like, it's just kind of, like, a subculture that I thought, like, had leveled out, but it hasn't, not over here, um, I'm starting <laughs> to get to know people, I'm following them on Instagram, and it's, like, everyone is anti-vax, and then I have, oh, like, wow. my friends in LA who are, like, you know, fine with it, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. see both sides, and I see the people fighting each side, and I'm, like, you guys, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it's wild. I'm over the hippies, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like my neighborhood. You're like, bring on the power suits. Yeah, it's just like too, I don't know. There's just something weird about, I just feel like, I was thinking about why it bothers me and I was like, spirituality is such a private experience. And when it's like worn mm. on your sleeve and like you're covered in tattoos about spirituality and you're constantly trying to talk about it with random people and express it's just like something doesn't click for me I don't know I get that (laughs) I do think it's also like you and I have to step back because we've kind of been thinking about this stuff for a long time but when you Mm -hmm. first get this information it's a lot more alluring to be like dude have you heard about this type of breathing (laughs) you know and you want to find more people like you I was thinking that as well and I was like well when I first kind of got into like spirituality and and everything I think I was like a teenager and I had my hippie phase right where I was like Mm -hmm. I almost got like the om symbol tattooed on my back really big and I was like that's because (laughs) I wanted to find other people like me you know and I felt like that was the way to do it um so that could be what it is you know it's like if I dread my hair and and get om symbol tattoos then you know I'll find my people and I can talk about this shit all the time yeah that's it that's always what it is it's always an innocent reason (laughs) but I've had it or it's virtue signaling and then those people need to shut up 
<laughs> yeah, leave me alone on the beach. You guys, Maui's wonderful, but certain areas, it's just like everyone just, there's just no boundaries. Like people just, mm. like it makes me miss, like people get criticism in LA for being kind of cold and selective. And I'm like, yeah. I love that. I fucking love that nobody <laughs> just walks up to you on the beach and is like, hey, what are you reading? Like, I mean, that can happen, but here it's like a given. It's like, you know, it's That's like so outside is social land. <laughs> I wouldn't be area. able to handle that. I don't know. I feel like yeah, I'd probably been, just end up being mean on accident and be like, I'm not reading anything. Like, please leave. I just need to be alone. You know, just be. Yeah, no, I've been mean. I entirely have been awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I have been mean. Um, I had this moment. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is. <laughs> I, I this is really funny. I don't know if I told you about this, but the first day that I took those two shroom gummies and like went to the beach and was literally just trying to be alone and watch people, it was the second time that this same guy. Um, before you feel bad about him or something, it's like, by definition, he's probably like homeless. But he's one of those homeless people that's more like nomadic. Like he chose to be homeless, in the sense mm-hmm. that like he has traveled the world with no belongings on purpose mm-hmm. and um that's his chosen way to live like it's not like this like sad situation right so he's sitting there talking to me and is just like slowly revealing himself as like a terrible person who thinks that like porn is real <laughs> like he thinks they're not actors like at first i was like oh, okay oh. you know but he needed advice he was like why he was like why don't i have a girlfriend and like why am i so open and sexually open and nobody else is and then finally i just had enough <laughs> And I was like, you came up to me wrapped in a blanket. And I was like, you came up to me wrapped in a blanket. You're sunburned. You don't have a phone. I was like, you look extremely unstable. And if you could just come up to any random girl thinking she's going to be sexually attracted to someone who's deeply unstable or a friend group and think that they want to just dance with you, you are mistaken. Yeah. (laughs) And then he just like, he thanked me pretty big for that. But I was like, I've had to be be told that before too. <laughs> Not like wrapped in a blanket, but I remember I used to complain about like, oh, you know, uh, all the artists, like like when early 20s, like, you know, artists are so clicky and why don't I have any art friends? And I had a friend that was like, just keep going. Maybe you're not good enough yet. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. but then it helped me, you know. <laughs> but isn't that funny? I, I did get mean. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like talking about like, nobody wants to let you in yet you're like, just like giving pure yeah. like instability and liability energy like no thanks <laughs> when you're actually just crossing everyone's boundaries <laughs> yeah with literally just your being yeah um <laughs> so that happened <laughs> but that was like my last straw because i don't know i'm always down to talk to strangers like you know you've definitely warned me against that throughout my entire oh, yeah. life um yeah and so i'll always be like oh cool like something will happen in this conversation just lately it just gets a turn for the worst and i'm like you have no grasp on reality and I just like I can't so that's where I am guys but uh I prefer the jungle now because they're not there (laughs) it's nice that you have Jamie to do that with like I fucking know I know I uh, we usually take a week apart and this time I was just like dude I'm ready to come back and he's like I'm ready for you to come back and it's only been three days and he's getting me tonight where I can go where there's no people (laughs) (laughs) no hippies just you know dogs and, and birds and yeah, and then you're like skydiving and like contributing hey i'm skydiving and i plan to do a spell while skydiving which I maybe i'll talk about after but you know i was really excited because somebody posted this thing that said because um, it's tourist season 
and uh, I'm not into the dialogue around horoscopes personally because I think people aren't responsible enough for that but for the seasons ideal I love the the seasons right so it's Taurus season makes mm-hmm. sense um, <laughs> and <laughs> someone said things to do in Taurus season and one of them was um, matching your like matching the earth and the sky above you like it was like mm. practicing acceptance of like both worlds you know like the mm-hmm. ether and the and the earth and I was like dude that's exactly what I was planning the spell to be about so yeah. I do plan to have some kind of something in my pocket or some kind of ritual to do while I skydive <laughs> which I've never done before and I thought I never would but Jamie has gone twice explained every emotion he felt during it and I I was like actually that sounds like I could do it so I'm gonna and I want you to go oh my god it's gonna be crazy I'm excited to hear I'm excited to hear about it I've when you visit my mom always warned against me going skydiving but like she also warned against me getting on a skateboard and wearing shorts without (laughs) leggings yeah exactly so (laughs) I don't know we'll see how it goes yeah I'm excited to hear your experience and yeah yeah but how cute you and I skydiving like just think about it like you're like blonde curly hair my like dark big hair we just like it was like what the hell <laughs> that would be so funny <laughs> it would be pretty cool I, I that's funny like I just imagine that I would have my hair like braided and put away oh yeah. To get it tangled. Yeah, yeah yeah it's not getting the, the parachuter's mouth while he tries yeah. to like, <laughs> his life is in your hands because <laughs> they spoon you it's like it's right. like spooning in bed and having to put two braids in it's intimate (laughs) i know they could kill you they could do it all yeah that's interesting that is interesting um great so what let's we were going to talk about the kardashians today because we're late to the chloe thing but we find it very interesting and also just i feel like the kardashians are having a moment because kim and kanye are breaking up yeah for real kim is so good at being private it's so amazing and all, the only narrative I'm getting from her is that she's like, seems like she's being herself more, being around friends more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we could start with kind of the Chloe thing to get into more of like a theoretical discussion on body and plastic surgery. Um, Do you want to so give background what happened? on what happened? Because I'm sure some people missed it. Yeah. So this was, it was, it got so big. So basically Chloe Kardashian, um, she has been posting her body a lot and it's just like super like you know super flat stomach super tiny waist um big hips um and just and like, historically like she struggled with weight right that was the whole thing yeah she always was the sister she looked different than the other ones everyone always said that she was less attractive and just like bigger and like less cute and they said she wasn't even related to them because she looked so different so she struggled the most with the media she's also been kind of like she's had her fair share of like men cheating on her and then that hits the public and also makes her look bad which I hate but people always like I hate that narrative of like if someone gets cheated on like there's something wrong with them but that's kind of how the media paints it always instead of being like you know there's always a way to blame the woman always um so she's just been through it but she's been showing off her body having a good moment um I think her and Tristan were kind of getting back together and then MJ, <laughs> this is the funniest <laughs> part, the grandmother, the grandmother of the Kardashians, like Chris's mom, casually in her story posted like a video or like a photo of them at the pool. And it's an unedited photo of Chloe, who still looks flat stomached, still looks great, but just looks, I guess, pale and like less smooth, maybe like a little. And also you know, has no makeup on. 
no makeup on so she has this cute little face honestly but she probably can't see it which is sad um and so this photo comes out and then everyone's like oh my god and then she goes live showing her body like she goes live in video uh, to show that the body's real which was weird because the body matched it matched it was an unflattering Mm -hmm. it wasn't an unflattering photo that's the thing i don't think it is but in her opinion it was unflattering to the point where she had to go on live and say look at my belly and like pull her pants down even though it just looked the same it was very odd and so that happened and then she released a statement and this is when it got very into like moved into like discourse land Mm -hmm. which was where she said um you know i've always been like she said called the ugly sister called um you know a like a a daughter from the product of cheating by my mom because they don't think i look enough like the pretty sisters whatever um i've been always my weight's always talked about all these things and then she just said basically that it's so hard to live up to beauty standards and that explains her kind of response to the photo um further her legal team was trying to scrub the photo from the internet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that became another thing where they were threatening that like if you post it you're gonna get sued and they were trying to get it off the internet and then so that all happened and then the discourse that kind of formed from that was like how dare chloe complain about a beauty standard that she quote unquote created which i don't agree with i don't think the uh, kardashians created that but Mm -mm. that's the thing is that the kardashians created the created instagram face are you aware of that instagram face it's like yeah where you get like some plastic surgery done to kind of have the same face as kim yeah and just like the filters kind of complement that look of like basically mm-hmm. being like an exotic angelina jolie impaired like essentially right and mm-hmm. so instagram face and just everyone looks the same and um blaming the kardashians so everyone was like how can chloe say all that and yet be the perpetrator of the beauty standard like she created the prison she's now in essentially mm-hmm. and that is what's happening <laughs> um mm-hmm. so the questions that i see raised is like a do we think that's true do we think the kardashians are single-handedly responsible for you know, uh, creating a beauty standard, a very specific beauty standard that is now, I don't know, (laughs) as much as, like, I want to say it's, like, the one now, I Mm -hmm. kind of see it getting old. I don't know about you, but, like, it's just been, like, five years of the same plastic surgery body, and I'm just, like, well... (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, it's interesting because I... For the viewers, I I didn't know anything about the Kardashians until probably like three years ago, and I could like tru- mm-hmm. like truly could not tell you how many sisters there were. Why were they all named K? Like, makes <laughs> sense. Um. So, but I think with someone like Kim, it's like that was sort of her body type, and mm-hmm. and she's just kind of continued to accentuate, magnify that. it, yeah, and like. So it's a little bit of a weird thing, but and I wouldn't necessarily know what the beauty standard trends are, but you know, you, you know, you still see those like eighteen-year-olds getting what were you call, what are they called butt lifts or uh, BBLs, which BBLs. is Brazilian butt lift, and I just like couldn't help yeah. but be like Brazilian butt lift, Brazilian wax, like all these sort of like really intense <laughs> yeah. beauty things. Um, I was thinking though, and I want to hear your opinion on this. Is like I think that people when they come for the Kardashians and they're like, they're creating an unrealistic beauty standard that everyone wants. I'm like, I don't know anybody that wants to be with a Kardashian type person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there is a person who wants to be with a Kardashian type person, but there's also people that, you know, especially in a place like LA where everyone's like a magnified version of themselves. It's like, 
there's people who want someone who's just straight up and down like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's yeah. kind of it's like i don't know i just don't <laughs> it does feel a little like monster under the bed you know like where 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 is it really <laughs> i don't know it yeah. does because it's like yeah i think so the, the thing that i noticed the most was like when kendall got her face done or a little bit and then everyone yeah. freaked out because kendall was like the natural one and then all of a sudden she was like a little a little mm-hmm. like she was like scary hot <laughs> you know Freaking it, yeah oh totally totally <laughs> um and that to me was a little bit like kendall you didn't need to do that you were already pretty and it's but and it's just a weird line where it's kind of like yeah who are the people that are really altering themselves day to day to look like the kardashians i mean I they're out I there but they're in a subgroup that isn't everyone like yeah you know and i because it feels like what it feels like the kardashians are to me are kind of like performance pieces and mm-hmm. we are not you don't go to an art museum and look at like um cindy sherman and you're Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna be like her and change (laughs) my face you know it's like it just feels like there are these little dolls that are doing this sort of to themselves and where where is like the line where we're supposed to be responsible for like recognizing that they're kind of like little icons that change like you would get like a a barbie doll or something like yeah, it's like a Barbie doll. It's exactly like a Barbie doll. It's like this generation's mm-hmm. Barbie. Everyone freaked the fuck out about Barbie's dimensions. <laughs> and I do wonder... I, did, I played with some Barbies growing up, but it's like I never looked at Barbie and was like, oh, I should look like this plastic doll. And it's like yeah, never Kim, Kim is literally like a <laughs> plastic doll of a person at this point, mm-hmm. you know? I don't look at her and think like, oh, I have to look like that. And I also, I think a lot of the discourse, too, is like, oh, because they're creating a standard that, like, men want. But I feel the same way as I do about a man who watches a lot of porn <laughs> and thinks mm-hmm. that it's a real reflection of sex. Is like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be around those people, and I think they're stupid, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. so if I met someone that was like, oh, Kardashian's the ideal and, like, doesn't know anything about plastic surgery or whatever. Um, but I also wouldn't want someone to just be hating on her, but just kind of having, like, a... And awareness is all it takes but i think the real argument is like do people have that awareness are we responsible to create that awareness like Mm -hmm. are teenagers aware that you can look at kim and be like oh okay that's her thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and i I get frustrated because it's like the truth is yeah kim can do whatever she wants they can do whatever they want they can be as famous as they want um but we still decide if they change culture or not you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like the individuals decide collectively if that's just someone doing their thing or something that's now the standard. And I also think about how before Kim, especially in Los Angeles, the standard was like Paris Hilton's body and yeah. Nicole Richie, who were tiny, 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 straight up and down, no butt, no boobs, <laughs> blonde, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it shifted and it like shows you how feeble beauty standards are, um, you know, because like when people say, oh, Kim is appealing to like fertility and like, you know, um, mm-hmm. biracialness. And it's like, well, that you know isn't really set in stone if everyone wanted to be with tiny little Paris Hilton who didn't have Mm -hmm. hips you know what I'm saying so I wonder just like are we aware of the like feeble nature of these standards that do get old the Kim Kardashian body is gonna get old you know yeah 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 it already is (laughs) yeah I think well I mean it's like now if like the 
the look is like way less about being curvy and sort of just being whoever you are I mean that's because everyone wants to be I think the like coolest thing you can be right now is authentic and that's why it seems like Kim is just like a doll because she's authentic to herself but is like a doll (laughs) a doll self Mm -hmm. but you know you have a lot of like inclusivity models and things like that and I think that's where the future is going especially because the things that really drive culture are brands and companies Mm -hmm. that continually reflect back at us and and tell us what to buy and who Mm -hmm. to to look to buy from and you now have brands that are being like okay we're going to actually create styles that fit more people we're going to bring on designers that represent more people. And I, I just think that that is really where things are going. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but it's just mm-hmm. I do see that, especially on Instagram. You know, you just see people who mm. are of all shapes and sizes. And that's and Kim is like it is like, yeah, you've had it. You've had like this hourglass shape. Also, she didn't invent the fucking hourglass shape. Marilyn Monroe was essentially the Kim Kardashian of I her know. time. She just didn't have the yeah. plastic surgery to back that up. But she was the same. It was the same thing, just without mm-hmm. the plastic surgery. And and people also hated on her as much as they hated on Kim. And that silhouette, I was thinking about this this morning. I just remember being in bed thinking about, like, Kim's silhouette, how she didn't invent that. Like, literally mm-hmm. the cartoonish silhouette that you see in front of every strip club has been around since, like, the 60s. Like, the idea yeah. of just, like, you know, and it's cartoonish. It's also in cartoons if you look at actual cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's what's her name like the in the red dress from like uh, oh like, yeah what, Roger Betty Rabbit Boop. or whatever. No, not yeah Betty, Betty Boop too. I think was she yeah. curvy as hell. Yeah, it's like always been a thing, you know. And I just yeah. people put on the Kardashians and it's like they just had the money and the the willingness to like mm-hmm. try it all out. Yeah. I'm heavily entertained by them, but that's the thing is like if everyone was just heavily entertained by them, we wouldn't even be having these conversations, you know, but most people are not. Yeah. Um, there is something that they make me think about that I want to hear your opinion on, and this is something I've been feeling for a while, and I feel this at the, interse- in the intersection of kind of the gender binary conversation, the mm-hmm. spiritual conversation, the plastic surgery conversation, and this idea that we're at a point where like, you know, even actually, even part of the video game internet filter conversation is like we're at a point where we're kind of on the line of all of these constructs that allow us to not be ourselves, like to present mm-hmm. our bodies as an avatar, whether it's slightly mm-hmm. t- tweaked with a filter or really tweaked with plastic surgery or changing mm-hmm. our physical body to fit, you know, the gender that we feel on the inside. And for me, it raises the question of like, are we going to move into a point where the body can be an irrelevant avatar in the same way that when you enter a video game and you say oh I'm gonna be a lizard guy or I'm gonna be (laughs) Mario or you know um like is that a future possibility and also taking into consideration the fact that like reproduction is also changing where you don't need to Mm -hmm. you know have two functioning like penis and vagina (laughs) to make a baby really yeah um And I was thinking of all these factors and kind of the cyborgian future. And it's like, do you think like there's a possibility that plus the spiritual conversation that Mm -hmm. we will get to a point where we're so detached from the body and we just see it as a tool of expression, just like clothes are. Plastic surgery is cheaper and cheaper and just part of life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we just fuse lasers. I mean, lasers are getting very, (laughs) yeah, very up to par. Beyond the fact that like, 
the financial constraints that most people will face and that will then just put people some people in a class and some people in a different class beyond all of that because that's sort of Mm -hmm. like an obvious thing to think about I don't honestly know because the body really is like our connection to this earth Mm -hmm. and you know when you when you go through a surgery no matter how minimally invasive it is it's still like a surgery it's still it's still like Mm -hmm. can be painful there's recovery time Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know about the modern technology of plastic surgery (laughs) but and maybe they'll make it so it's painless but there's you know the body is never going to be like an actual like (laughs) lizard suit where it's like you know it it Mm -hmm. heals really quick you know unless they (laughs) figure that out but I think that you know like for me personally like this pandemic has been hard for me and my body because I'm prior to COVID um, times I was very active and I would always be running to like do something and in my spare time I would go to an exercise class Mm -hmm. and I was working in restaurants which is just being on your feet all day Yeah, you were so active you were like yoga 24 7 I would sometimes drag my ass with you but I was so impressed (laughs) yeah with your agility (laughs) (laughs) and that like stopped with the pandemic and also like my hormones have shifted and I like Mm. probably should see a doctor about probably like a fucking thyroid imbalance or something but like Mm -hmm. I gained last year I gained like so much weight just in a month and -hmm. it's like sort of stabilized like at being what I would consider just feeling overweight and like the feelings that I feel just from what is not like that excessive but still is something to me Mm. you know you're in touch with your body the body like holds memories it stores emotion it stores like these things that we don't really think about but Mm -hmm. it does and I don't think that we'll ever be able to just like fully disconnect because the body is our like tether to this world so maybe Mm -hmm. if we were to I almost feel like transcending the body would be transcending the the feelings of emotional connection to it in that you wouldn't necessarily feel the need to like change and get like elf ears or something because you would just be like I'm a transcendent being you know what I mean does that make Mm -hmm. sense yeah and that's how I would like like to see it in the sense that you know especially a lot of kind of like spiritual thoughts about like returning to the earth and like not getting caught up in these things but I can't help but feel like on a mainstream level and just the way, you know, it's like either the world, the wheel keeps turning or it goes backwards. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if the energy is in play going in this like insane consumerist, easy way out direction where instead of, you know, exercising and thinking about your emotions and doing the things that we used to do when we wanted to change our bodies, but just being like, hey, like I had a bad year, like stitch me up, you know, and getting a BBL mm-hmm. and getting your <laughs> belly moved to your butt. like. I just feel as much as I agree with that and that like looking at the way things move it's like you know everyone hates on Amazon but everyone's still using Amazon you know it's like the Mm. easy route does end up being the dominant and I think our generation's so funny that we're right in the center of it that we're like right on the tail end of having parents that you know existed right before you know right Mm -hmm. before there was like 25 cereals you know um yeah (laughs) But I just wonder, like, I don't think it'll happen in our lifetime. But a part of me is like, what is the result of creating so much technology that goes against nature? Do we start loving it? You know, does it become the norm? Yeah. I mean, that that is interesting bringing up the generational divide because, like, 
it's like that you sent me the influencer dancer girl that's like 18 and got a bbl mm-hmm. and 18 and so yeah she's gen whatever she's two uh, two generations behind now mm-hmm. no she's or she's fully at the beginning of gen z and so maybe i mean it's and very TikTok, possible i'm telling you tiktok is like like i've wandered onto um rhinoplasty tiktok which is just a bunch of very young girls just showing their before and after of their noses and i remember mm-hmm. in our generation like getting a nose job was something that was kind of taboo and it was something that you should wait and think about because you can't go back and when people yeah. did get nose jobs it was really obvious because the doctors mm-hmm. weren't as good mm-hmm. and now the doctors are really good and it looks natural and they they make sure that it fits your face and there's people who are 16 you know have yeah. their parents are flying them to mexico to get a two thousand dollar surgery that actually comes out looking very natural mm-hmm. and you know if we're at a point where plastic surgery looks natural is safe i just i can't help but just think the future is just going to go so hyper in that direction it's going to hurt it's going to be sad in a way but we come out of it you know with a generation that has no clue what it was like before that you know yeah it is true and the pendulum historically the pendulum swings one way hard before it mm-hmm. goes to the other so it's possible oh, that we were just in the middle back. yeah <laughs> it's just such an illusion you know and i see these noses changing i'm like the first one was fantastic the first nose mm-hmm. was great <laughs> you know yeah and yeah it's wild you know i well, was it's thinking, an interesting you know, thing else? with like with when you're 16 and you hate your nose like a lot of 16 year olds hate their nose or hate something about oh, their body yeah. I oh, mean yeah. I look back and like I remember in high school I was like I wasn't it very very insecure but there mm-hmm. were things about my body I didn't love and I look back at photos and I'm like I was a cute little bundle Absolutely. of joy <laughs> and I didn't see myself for that fully mm-hmm. um and if I've been able to get to quit it well you know? Like, that experience oh, yeah. of looking at pictures of yourself younger and being like, I was so insecure and I look like that. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to have that experience again. I don't want to look at, be 35 looking at me now and be like, okay, <laughs> you know, totally. wasted time. No, that's what, I mean, that's actually what I've been doing to, like, self-therapy my myself with this, like, this <laughs> added weight as I'm looking back at old photos and being like, I didn't think I was, my body was okay then. And I was mm-hmm. great. I, like, there's there was nothing wrong with myself then. So, like, I need to get out of this headspace that's, as you know in your memes reductive because it's not helping me do mm-hmm. anything about the emotions yeah, I don't know record, it is, I mean, it is really nice to take and I know that hearing that doesn't matter because you're on the inside <laughs> looking out and making it worse but I'm looking at James James is very fresh James is always very fresh and you know thanks <laughs> yeah but I know it doesn't I mean this matter isn't when, yes when you're in that yeah headspace. no I mean no I appreciate that no I I get that um I this isn't supposed to be like a me a me therapy session i'm just saying like it is a nice it is a nice tool to have those old photos because when you take photos at sometimes just feels like oh i'm just taking a photo or like i'm just am i being narcissistic you know (laughs) why am i taking all these photos myself and then you look back and it's like i was just so cute and like there's a record and it's nice to have that record so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like i also feel like as a society we're at that point where you go through anyone's phone you know mm-hmm. even like a fucking frat boy and there's at least a few sessions of selfie sessions and i think yeah <laughs> i think we all know and that's why you know that's why i'm never so quick to make those labels because i'm like it's just like i think when selfies started everyone was like ew like narcissistic mm-hmm. and it's like you just wait like if people are having fun everyone's gonna start having fun and then it'll be the norm you know 
mm-hmm. it was just sometimes it's a waste of time to negatively theorize phenomena that yeah yeah um, yeah i did want to bring up okay plastic surgery wise was princess nokia uh-huh so princess nokia had this song it was a while ago it had to be like 2015 or 2016 and it was called tomboy and the chorus is my little titties and my fat belly my little titties and my fat belly <laughs> And she'll bring that up a lot in her songs about just like she'll be like i have a fat belly and little titties but i'll take your man like and she was just and i remember following her for many years and and she would just you know be there in an outfit like not doing the quintessential like titty booty pose that most people do you know mm-hmm. um and just being there in her body with her like her stomach and her her boobs and everything and then last uh it seemed like last december or mm-hmm. even last june it was like last year I, I watched youtube videos on it she got a boob job to be a c-cup and nice. everyone was appalled <laughs> because she had made so many people feel confident yeah <laughs> about having a flat chest and in, in, a, in a culture where you know everyone's like pushing them up yeah and everyone was really upset with her and she went live and if anyone's interested in this narrative because i didn't know about it obviously until way late and then i was like obsessed there are like people recorded her live when she talked about it and she just says like yeah for a while it was liberating and she was like eventually i just she's like i needed more confidence Mm. and that goes against everything she said which is like your confidence doesn't lay in your Mm. body especially your tits right and she was like nobody made me do it she was like even my management team told me not to because it's a big part of who i am and my appeal um and it's really interesting because I looked at the timeline of when she got her tits done and it was after everyone came for her for blackfishing and saying she wasn't black mm. and she still stands by being black and being raised that way and having you know her ancestry lining up but still people don't believe her like the media mm-hmm. and I was like it's funny how like kind of an identity attack is followed by like an identity change you know yeah, um, yeah. but, just but it is interesting of, because like, it's like where does that standard that is a thing is like where does that standard come from of of you'll be more confident if you have big boobs because like it has to come from somewhere and i just you know it's like (laughs) is it the kardashians no um but like (laughs) but because i just also felt like i thought i kind of just thought that i'm so like a a mole person like i kind of just thought like big boobs were sort of like whatever and over you know like (laughs) the fun bags you're calling them fun bags it's also i'm so biased because it's like i just always grew up with like not very big boobs and i just was like whatever you know and so i'm just i guess because i don't really care and that confidence has sort of just been there i'm like doesn't everyone just not really care anymore it's definitely like the perception bias that i'm operating from no exactly that's what i'm saying but that's it too and then you live in kind of like 
a world where that doesn't matter and I'm thinking of the Kim Kardashian body as well where it's like in Kim's world and the people that she wants to attract in the circle she Mm -hmm. wants to be part of she's noticed that having that body is a benefit right and then for us where it's like you know we're not like (laughs) trying to be like curvy superstars and like get with basketball players like it doesn't matter as much like we want to be with people who are sort of earthy and like accept us and you know mm-hmm. who we can age with <laughs> gracefully and not worry about it that's what I want yeah. to me that's my survival right yeah I guess um, I guess that's cool that's I'm what kidding. I want I'm right? <laughs> oh, oh I thought you were like, like changing the tune I was like Shh. <laughs> um but I just but that's the thing is like there's so many people who think like us who think you know who are just like looking for like a a nice loving relationship with someone like in their league like whatever and then there's Mm -hmm. this like big thing happening on the internet and I'm just like how what is it going to take for people to just be self-aware and be like oh I can pick that or I can pick this like we live in a very you know yeah some people want like a sickly person with like dead eyes some people love that it's very popular on TikTok to pretend you have there's room for everyone here you know yeah but do people know that that's the issue it's like you and I think that way our mm. friends think that way mm. you know we we're, we're happy to to live in the gray area and be well, like oh you, I could do that I <sighs> think what it is is like TikTok is is populated from my understanding with mostly younger people and when you're yes. younger it's your brain literally isn't formed which is a freeing thing to know but <laughs> you don't have the ability to make these judgment calls um, and so you're like it is I do think TikTok is a kind of a trippy place because you can get influenced so early mm-hmm. and when you're when you're young like that like that's just it's literally a formative and so mm-hmm. I would not want to be growing up in like TikTok age when I'm mm-hmm. looking at people who are considered to be perfect and it is a, a weird beauty standard but it's like it's a it's an infinity symbol like you say the infinity symbol of people putting this out receiving it and putting it out and like where does that even start but Mm -hmm. I do think places like TikTok where there's no check like there's no ability to have context are Mm -hmm. I I mean I hate I sound like a fucking boomer but they're dangerous (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. yeah because it it just is a weird not like that exactly exactly yeah Like, it's always, I don't know. I mean, I guess the hope is just observing the next, gen, what is it, Gen Z? Are those the next people? Yeah. Or Gen X? Yeah. Gen, is right, like, gen okay, Z is right behind gonna... us. Because maybe it's yeah. just, like, with our generation, it's like, I was insecure as hell in middle school and, like, comparing myself to, like, you know, back then it was, like, tabloid magazines and, like, People mm-hmm. magazine. It wasn't the internet. Um mm-hmm. Which I think was less, because I'm thinking it's, like, the internet, yeah, you have those kind of photoshopped images but then you have also like you said all the people just being completely themselves you know yeah yeah the internet is actually what got me out of my hole of middle Mm -hmm. school early high school you know self-hate for like body hair and certain body features was you know the internet right and if anything me finding a photo of a girl's hairy stomach when in like 2010 was a rare find and now it's really easy to find and I'm like you know is the monster also the healer because <laughs> that would also be you know that would match the design of life wouldn't it yeah <laughs> that the internet just becomes yeah. so balanced and calibrated with both the evil and the good that we can't even <laughs> we can't well even that and that's what i'm saying is it's such a vast place but i think mm-hmm. when 
you, I think this is the thing is it's just all the problem is the algorithm where it's like TikTok will continue to show you if you're living on TikTok your the Ugh. algorithm is going to continue to show you the same thing and so you create yeah. that bubble right it's like you were able to go on Tumblr Tumblr didn't have this like what I will say is an evil algorithm because it, it puts your mm-hmm. mind in, into a negative place Tumblr was it felt a lot more random you were following the people you saw what they posted it wasn't like Instagram where even Instagram is, is tailoring certain things to you now. Um, so it, it it's like the Internet is a vast place where you can find whatever you want. But what we're living in is like this system of algorithms. And that's that's the real problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, there should almost be like a, a international like oversight committee on algorithms because it's yeah, it's like this invisible thing that is affecting all of us, you know. And, you know, algorithms, I had this moment. I left TikTok because they kept showing me stuff that mm-hmm. was – I wanted to see funny stuff. I wanted to go on TikTok and see funny videos of animals and people being funny. And they mm-hmm. would not stop showing me – there's this thing. It's almost like the modern chain letter where on tar- it's like tarot readers on TikTok do a tarot reading for the collective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like one million views and they're like being like, he's going to come back. <laughs> but like millions. And so I kept getting uh-huh. those, which obviously I'm the last person to fucking want a, a general tarot reading from a 15-year-old. Yes. They kept yes. sending me astrology stuff. They kept sending me just, like, spiritual advice from, like, some people were great, some were just, like, really not my thing. But it wouldn't mm-hmm. stop. And I kept trying to change the algorithm and be like, okay, every time I see a spiritual video or a tarot video, I'm going to pass it. But every time I signed in, there was something in the algorithm that said, you know, size to post about spiritual stuff, <laughs> her yeah. hashtags on her TikTok videos. And I was like... And that was the first time I was like, this algorithm's dumb because it doesn't know what I want. <laughs> right. And it's obsessed with me. It's obsessed with the Well, it's trying to change what the you figure. want. It's trying to show you what yeah. you want by guiding what you're what you're taking in. Mm-hmm. And then it's like exposure therapy and all of a sudden you go on wanting those spiritual tarot readings. Yeah. And it's not built. I mean, it's like TikTok's not built for someone to actively use TikTok for something other than what TikTok thinks that they want it for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried for like a day. I was like, give me funny videos. And it just didn't happen. I left. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't yeah. know. It's wild. Um, but, okay, should we just ask, is Kim bad for women? Are the Kardashians bad for women? <laughs> and are, are they me? artists? Well, you think they're <laughs> artists. I think, well, this is the thing is, I think, I think that if we were to look at them as performance artists everything would be okay because yes yes yes. that's really what it is it's like i don't i don't i can't like say you know good yes or no bad i i can't Mm -hmm. because that's a binary and that's just i think there is a spectrum where they're harmful and there is a spectrum where they're not um and but i but i do think that they're performance artists their lives have been a performance they are in mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna talk about kim specifically because that's the only person that she's essentially has crafted the family <laughs> but she has she totally. is an installation artist she's essentially like the jeff coons of like her kkw perfume shoots are always something different and beautiful um mm-hmm. yeah she is she, the jeff coons of beauty in the sense where she has gone so mainstream makes the most money is so outstanding mm-hmm. that you can either love her or hate her at this point right absolutely but you can't and you, deny that she's contributed just like jeff absolutely <laughs> yeah she's she's a jeff coon so there is that i also think that <sighs> that's like, gonna be the title of the episode kim kardashian is jeff coons <laughs> kim kardashian Perfect. exists on the same vibration as jeff coons okay i love that she does god, she does thank god for that observation 
That was really um, great. Thank um, you. I thought of it when Joe jo was pooping today. <laughs> really? Preparation for this episode, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I had a pre-pod poop too, but I did oh, not think you of and Joey. I love that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that I also think that and I, this is something that people will I you know if anyone wants to get heated they'll probably get heated but like the, Kara- the, the Kardashians as a family are like true feminist like like icons in some way like Kylie having a child and then being like this insane mogul being able mm-hmm. to do these things and you can say and I know this they have all the help in the world but even the visual of someone being able to achieve so much, Kim having four children, she achieves mm-hmm. so much. She's studying to be a lawyer or whatever. She comes home and she has four kids hanging off of her. The, the visual there of being like, mm-hmm. it's possible to have a child and do something is, is important. And while it's like, no, we need childcare. We need, you know, people need to subsidize women's work and, people women getting out of the home all of that is very true but just being able to see that it's possible because you know however many decades ago it women even weren't even thought it wasn't even something in the mind that women could leave the house and do work and I joke mm-hmm. about that you know I, I say I say I make the jokes but it's like that is a real thing that p- people are just like oh why aren't they happy staying home mm-hmm. you know and then you now you have people like Kim and it's like I don't know I think that there's something really important there that people don't talk about enough because you you want to get distracted by her body or whatever but it's like she works out every day she has her kids she definitely has help but she still like wakes up and does all, all this shit so and, and this is from so coming from someone you know that, yes she is level-headed she's very level-headed <laughs> so crazy she like stays yeah. out of every public conversation yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know what do you think about that do you feel like that's like giving her too much credit and like I think, I mean, I agree with you in the sense that it is deeply iconic that she just does everything. But I think it's iconic because she chose to be that way and did it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. And I just think I'm so tired as someone who used to be part of the feminism that was like, fuck Kim Kardashian. She's ruining it for all of us. Like, if Kim Kardashian just, you know, uh, showed us a hairy arm, like, <laughs> the world would be better. You know what I mean? I used to think that way. And now I'm just so fed up with the way that it's kind of turned on its head where it's like before it was like, okay, like you knew that some guys would be, you know, guys that love porn or have a really weird kind of relationship with their mothers would treat you poorly or (laughs) say something rude or in middle school you get bullied for a mustache, whatever. Here and there, right? It Mm -hmm. never consumed my life though, I have to say. It consumed my life in middle school, early high school, things like that when people were immature. But you get older, you know men start seeing hairy vaginas left and right <laughs> and things just <laughs> level out and they're okay and I realized the new enemy became sort of the women around me that felt that a woman can only be a certain way and mm-hmm. this was either completely rejecting anything that had a semblance of patriarchy mm. um, rejecting the male gaze entirely and I just realized I was like it's not that simple you know what I mean mm-hmm. some people it's like they're aware of their conditioning to the male gaze and still enjoy it and still see that as their method of su- survival or attraction or whatever identity they want to take on and I just to me like true liberation at this point and come for me whatever I've gone back and forth a million times and this is where I am now is just letting women do whatever the hell they want <laughs> you know what I mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. and just not questioning it if you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you're waiting for a rich guy sick good for you you're probably gonna be really great at that if you want to mm-hmm. be a freaking powerhouse lawyer, like, 
uh, hourglass plastic surgery queen who has like 10 businesses and like a reality show like sick you're that's probably your soul's calling like I have nothing to say about it all I ask Mm -hmm. is that everybody has the awareness to know that like there's no one condition (laughs) yeah and the awareness to not let those things change entire cultures but just keep the thing that like Kim can do that and I can do this you know Mm -hmm. freaking stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. can do this and I can do this and I just think all the problems would be solved if like you said which I think is a discourse that is just so huge in every spiritual community from now to like back in the 70s is the observer performer aspect you Mm -hmm. know if we look at Kim and say oh she's performing that you know a Mm -hmm. lot of people are into that performance and gonna mimic it but that's her performance instead of being Mm -hmm. like you know she's creating she's ruining lives you know it's like culture is feeble it's ever-changing the performance we're all performing you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you and I performing neutrality is also a performance you Mm -hmm. know I'm choosing this because it I'm not I don't you know I think being Kim would be so much fucking work I don't even want to you know I (laughs) I don't want to create a standard for myself that I have to keep you know yeah yeah I can hardly keep my nails painted right so me survival is having a low energy life (laughs) 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 I'm, I'm so happy with that but I guess what I'm saying is I just, when I think of equality, I think of when you look at men, it's like they just kind of do their thing. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. You have like Mm -hmm. the hunter guys, you have the frat guys, whatever, but they're not like getting together in groups being like, he's not right for us. He's not right for the thing, you know? And I'm like, to me, that's what equality is. It's just Mm -hmm. like girls being like, women are sick. I can learn from every single one. I don't have to be like her. I don't have to be like her. I'm going to do my thing. You know, I'm just, that's how I feel. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I'm definitely not saying, like, w- Kim's a feminist icon because ev- everyone should do what she's doing and achieve that. I'm just saying, And that's like, not what a feminist icon is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And anyone who's taking that interpretation, like, needs to fucking look around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> look around. Look around in your look apartment where you're listening to our podcast and uh, maybe get some water. <laughs> I know, my water is, like, empty, and I'm just like, should I fill it? But I don't want to. Um I don't know and like you said we could be too optimistic we could be flexing the fact that you and I live like a wonderfully detached life that gives us every perceptive like freedom that we need um and I still stand by the fact that I think that's the key to liberation for everybody is perceptive changes Mm -hmm. sticking to your guns of how you want to be looking at these trends these beauty trends as frivolous beauty trends like look at the history like the ideal body 20 years ago was really different what does that tell yeah. you? That these things are illusory. They're invented, right? If we could just maintain that narrative while also letting people just do what they do, I think we are fi- we would be fine. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we'd have all the Kims, yeah. we'd have all the Paris Hiltons, and they'd just funnel through like performance artists while everyone's over here just being like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you think about, you know, Marilyn Monroe existed, a very, and there was definitely probably an overlap of her influence with like Twiggy in London, mm-hmm. who was like the uh, Paris Hilton body type. It's like it's cyclical. Mm-hmm. It's there's only Twiggy. so many body types Twiggy. that we can like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twiggy, opposite of Kim. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Opposite of Marilyn Monroe, like, and they all represented. Here's the thing too, and this is hitting right now. With I'm thinking of your Jeff Koons comment. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of your Jeff Koons comment, and I'm thinking of the body becoming the identity more than clothes and stuff do is like Kim Kardashian like speaks of a time Mm -hmm. more than she speaks of beauty standard in my opinion Mm -hmm. you know what I mean 
I don't look at Kim and say, oh my God, men want big titties and like big ass and like little waists. And we're telling the girls that. I think she speaks of a time that is so cyborgian, so mm. custom, so consumerist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Twiggy speaks of a time that's so like dreamy and, and little and like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she's like part of this little world kind of druggy. Like she speaks of an aesthetic, you know, and I think there is a mistake in saying, or like Marilyn Monroe being of glamour and luxe. She was thick because she was well fed. Yeah. She had the money yeah. to be well fed, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. was popular then was being fair skinned and well fed, you know, yeah, and big. There was a big like, yeah, and like yeah, the Hollywood and like Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of my grandma who was just like thick and like Hungarian descent, like you know, and it was hot <laughs> to be that, you yeah. know, and that's because it reflected a culture where like being well fed and glamorous was like the mm-hmm. ideal. And I think maybe the mistake we're all making is focusing on the body type, mm. you know and mm-hmm. the male gaze i don't think the male gaze runs everything <laughs> i really don't you know yeah i mean it's an interesting point that kind of circles back to what you're saying where it's like in terms of the uh, infighting is not the best word but like within women and like mm-hmm. patrolling infighting. women's actions within win- without within women you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like that's like it's almost like female gaze upon other females that's like mm-hmm. being like don't be male gazy mm-hmm. right and so because it's like yeah i i'm just trying to think about the male gaze a little bit more i mean it's like the male gaze is really something that comes through with, with like movies and pop culture mm-hmm. and um we can do another episode on it because i need to think about yeah it i think we should get more because into it because it's obvious it's like obviously yeah. there it's obviously there but it's also i don't know i don't know like a part of me wants to say oh it's almost as like ingrained as like the ego is where it's like this conditioning mm-hmm. that's always there and it's like do we you know fight against it and say oh my god i've been so scammed or do we say okay this was how we evolved and let's work work in the way that we can and, and, and be aware of it but mm-hmm. not hate ourselves <laughs> you know when the ego comes in the front seat or the male gaze comes in the front seat I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm definitely not going to live a life, you know, angry at it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I think we should wrap it up, right? It's like an hour. But um, mm. interesting. <laughs> Kim is the Jeff Jeff Coons. Um, and I guess, yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Kanye said his next relationship is going to be with an artist because Kim was mm. not an artist. But I think he just means like a contemporary being. Because I do think, yeah. here's what's funny, is I didn't get into Kim until she started dating Kanye. Mm-hmm. Because I was yeah. interested in Kanye as an artist. And so I was like, oh, yeah. if he likes Kim, there's something there, right? And she also, yeah. her style changed with him. She became way more like, you know, her aesthetic completely changes. And it was something that I respected as someone who's interested in contemporary art and minimalism. I mm-hmm. think if she didn't meet Kanye, she'd probably be still being quite like gaudy, you know, Beverly mm-hmm. Hills vibes, which yeah. is fine. Um, but I get what he's saying, you know. I think profoundly she is an artist. She is a performance artist of our generation. Fantastic yeah. to watch. Love it. <laughs> um, but I get what he's saying, and maybe he'll be with some, like, shuffling little painter or something next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I do wonder, like, if his uh, religion will inform his next, his next mate. Because I know oh, with Kim, yeah. it was like you're too, you're getting too sexy, and and yeah. maybe someone will be religious, like highly religious, and that'll be just kind of an interesting 
choice. It's also so typical that he'd be obsessed with her and rapping about her for how sexy she is and making her his dream woman, putting her on a pedestal and then, like, turning on her also. It's like, mm. do that to yourself, babes. Don't we yeah. all? Don't the men. That's one thing I'll say about men. That's that's, that's what they do, man. You know, they really <laughs> fuck themselves. And it's, yeah. you can either be annoyed and or just be above it and say, wow, nice little... <laughs> Nice little brain you got there always turning yeah. on you. <laughs> you did that to yourself. Kim has stayed consistent, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy, you know. <laughs> um, but at the well, same time, like... riveting. Yeah. Same yeah, time. Yeah. Keep going. No, I'm, I keep, uh, like, keep closing it. At the same time, <laughs> you know, with Kanye, it's like he is still... His work is just getting better and better beyond music, like with Yeezy and all of his stuff it's like mm-hmm. there is something there so I I want to give him a little bit of credit even though clearly he's uh no he's an impeccable artist you know yeah. and I'm one of those people that constantly says yeah somebody can be a freaking artist contribute to culture and still go mad he also doesn't have you know the worst offenses out of most people you know there's literally mm-hmm. nothing on his record that's harmful to direct human beings or assault charges anything like he's literally yeah. just said yeah. shit that is kind of wacko yeah you know yeah. yeah but i don't know i you can still contribute to culture in a big way and still yeah. be a questionable dinner guest <laughs> <laughs> did you see the video of him yelling at chance the rapper no i don't know it didn't like go that popular it was like weird it was like it's just like they're in his living room in wyoming and kanye stands up and just yells at chance the rapper and says that's why your album didn't sell at all or something yeah it didn't like go viral but i saw it and i was like it just looked like some dudes hanging out that like drank too much or something damn (laughs) Uh, okay this was so fun illusion pod for life sorry that we took such a break because these are so fun um we had a great it's gonna be called kim kardashian is jeff (laughs) kim kardashian's is jeff coons yeah i was gonna say jk no doesn't work jk kk is the jk no, JK JK <laughs> just kidding <laughs> isn't it funny that Jeff Koon's initials are JK like just kidding yeah yeah that's so funny what are yours yours are JFW which sounds mm-hmm. like every time I think of your initials I think they should be in calligraphy like I don't in my head it's not like it's Aww. in calligraphy font JFW KKW JFW oh my god okay um <laughs> any last minute updates is there anything that you're doing you want to share or plug um, you know sign up for my newsletter which has sign been for happening newsletter. for like a month now and it's been really great yeah and that's fantastic. that's all i got right now <laughs> that's all i awesome. got <laughs> james and i are working on an art project mm-hmm. a video project I'm excited about that and actually, I'm gonna do the you should send those to me while send those to me while you're still in uh paella the videos yeah maybe have. i'll do it right now yeah. I can also Hana I can send stuff. I just can't really zoom. Um mm, okay. yeah. I started a password protected Tumblr, you guys, which is the new Tumblr tier. We used to do close friends, but man, that was a messy time. It's <laughs> it nice. Just hard to, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like the Tumblr. Yeah, to get off Instagram. Um it's also way more the vibe. Like I think if I was to spread a gospel, it would be like get back on Tumblr, everyone. Like it's a great mm-hmm. place to express yourself without all the audience members. Um so that's something through Patreon that I'm doing. That's brand new of this month. The The password, it's password protected, changes every first of every month to make sure it stays exclusive. Um, so if you like what I share, want more long caption-esque content and just my favorite content, it'll be there. 
that's the only new thing really and then stay tuned for james and i's next collab which will be way more <laughs> in the contemporary art realm of life and i'm Ooh. so excited for it i'm excited about it it's happening all right love you james right. great talk love you too see you guys next time and happy move <laughs>